Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Blind Boys Politics here with a Friday morning news show. We got Chris here, as always. How's it going, my friend? Oh, it's going. Um, I'm just saying there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes right now. Um, yeah, it's quite hectic. That's to say the least. <laughs> hopefully things won't change a tad. Yeah. Sooner rather than later. Can't blame you for that. By the time this episode is released, hopefully things are back to normal. One can only hope, but you know. If not, the... our Monday episode will just be me crying. <laughs> oh man, you got another we'll episode. We'll try to report the news, and me just—you'll just, just have you bawling in the background. <laughs> That's your background music. Yep. We don't need background music in the show. We got Chris crying. Why could I see that being a real possibility? But I think hectic on your end is definitely a good way to explain it. I can't, I can't honestly say the same on this end. Um, I don't mean to, to rub it in by any means, but things have been quite uneventful on my end. Um, well, things have been eventful for the business, and then things have been eventful for me personally. Yeah. And of course, they have to fall into the same week. Like, why can't I have like a week of busy work for business and a week of busy work for my life? No, they have to fall in the same week and the same day. That does seem to be how it goes and how it's always seemed to, you know, been going since the very beginning. At this point, I'm almost used to it. <laughs> I just accept it. I'm not. <laughs> I'm like, ugh. Yeah, I just accept it at this point and just let it happen. Let it destroy me brain cell by brain cell. (laughs) See, the thing is, you're very, like, go with the flow. True. And that doesn't work for me. No, no, it doesn't. I I know that all too well. (laughs) The OCD and me do not get along. Guys, let me just say one thing. If you were to really know my personality with Chris's, you would question how we are business partners. <laughs> well, you know, they usually say couples that are opposite from each other really work out. I wonder if they say the same thing about business partners. Um, only, I know only time will tell, I guess. Yeah, I know I've never heard that being said before about business partners, but I guess we'll be the test dummies. I mean, so far it's working. So far, yeah, so far we haven't, you know, cut each other's heads off. So know, usually when I'm ready to go insane and just freak out and cry, you calm me down. And then when you're not doing what you have to do because of my OCD is saying you're not doing what you're supposed to do, and you do you know damn well that you're not doing what you're supposed to do, I get you back to doing it. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So maybe we're like married couples just doing business. It's possible. Again, only what? time will tell. We'll either end up, you know, committing happily business on. partners for the next fifty years, or we'll be filing in divorce. Yeah, <laughs> from the business. The business divorce. The business is the child. Oh God! That's I want great. seven days a week custody. You can have visitations one day in a week, once an hour. Guys, I just want to give an early plug. If you 
uh, enjoy our little intro here <laughs> specifically. <laughs> go over to our Twitters because this kind of conversation happens almost weekly, <laughs> I'd say. But um, I say it's time to get into the news because this has been an eventful week. Um, yeah, no the doubt. House voted on the two thousand dollar stimulus, and they did approve it. How it worked was for two thousand dollars for individuals and four thousand dollars for a couple, but it's not over. Even though the vote in the House was two seventy five to one thirty four, you shouldn't get excited. No, this definitely doesn't mean that you you're gonna get the two thousand dollars. Doesn't guarantee it by any means. Um, Beyond the House is still, of course, would have to go through the Senate and get signed by the president. Um, you know, it definitely at this point looks like it could never happen. And if you're wondering why, is just like anything else, it has to pass through the House and needs to pass through the Senate, and then, like Nick said, needs to be approved by the president. Well, here's what happened Tuesday. Um, the Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, he proposed the $2,000. Um, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, he objected at Earl the Clerk. Increased recovery rebate amounts to $2,000 per individual. That the bill be read a third time and passed. The motion to reconsider be considered made and laid upon the table with no intervening action or debate. Is there objection to the modification? Object. Objection is heard. Now, after that, he also said Wednesday, it has no real path to quickly pass the Senate. This doesn't mean that it's impossible for it to go through. It just essentially means that he kind of generally objected to it. Um, and specifically, he objected to pushing the House's version of the bill itself. And he's, you know, there's a possibility that he could create his own version of the bill um, here sometime in the near future. And he even went on to explain that this bill wasn't what the president was asking for. What the president actually wanted, as we've discussed plenty of times in the past up to this point um, regarding the NDAA, was he, he wants the repeal of Section 230, and he wants a commission set up uh, regarding voter fraud. He's still focused on that. Uh, but at this point, the House has left for the year. So even if Mitch McConnell does come up with something and it goes to vote, it will not happen because, like Nick said, the House went home for the year. And also, don't expect... Um, a stimulus to pass in this Congress because there is a new Congress sworn in January 3rd. Yeah, exactly. So I would think if this even does happen, it definitely won't be happening before January 3rd. It's very unlikely. No, no, obviously nothing can happen up until then with the House being gone. They won't be able to push anything through. So we do have some information about, you know, the, the stimulus that was already approved, the $600. And, you know, one huge question is when will you get it? Well, they actually started going out Tuesday night. And, of course, this is only if you qualify for it. Obviously, if you don't qualify, you're not going to get it. 
The Treasury Secretary said that the $600 payment will start going out via direct deposit Tuesday night and continue through the end of next week. Now, paper checks started being sent out today. Um, and if you are wondering about change in your address or bank info, the Treasury Secretary said, if you go to my payment portal where you can then track all of your checks, they will be available today for you to be able to track when, you know, where it's in the mail and when to expect to get it. And this is all at irs.gov. For those wondering, this is nothing to do with the $2,000 stimulus, like Nick already said. This is specifically $600 stimulus, cut dry. The only stimulus that's going out right now is the $600 one. Right, so Chris said it pretty well. Um, Not much more to say about that at this point. So we move on to a topic that runs right alongside the stimulus bill and everything else like that, and that's unemployment. So under the CARES Act, the PEUC added 13 weeks of federal unemployment benefits. The new bill has now extended that by 11 weeks for a total of 24 weeks. Under the CARES Act, PUA allowed those who normally qualify for unemployment could qualify for 39 weeks of these federal federal benefits. And the new bill still adds 11 weeks for a total of 50. Uh, you will also get an extra $300 weekly from the federal government. And that's on top of your state unemployment benefits. Now, all of these benefits will end March 14th, 2021 whether or not which group you fall in, the PUA or the PEUC. So with all this being said, there is a new requirement to all of it. There is a mandatory reporting requirement stating that all employers or potential employers must report you if you refuse to come back to work or perform suitable work. Uh, you can't you can't do this. You can't refuse to go back to work and then try to collect the unemployment benefits. It, it just yeah just doesn't work like that. <laughs> I know that was a thing back when people were starting to return back to work, and that was an issue with some employers did struggle with. But that's something that might be fixed. Yeah. Um. But. These benefits are not retroactive and no additional back pay will be included. At this point, it's pretty much up to the states to start implementing these programs. Uh, If you are uninformed about the rules, uncertain, check with your state. You you can find the information online. And because of the president's five-day delay to sign the bill, it there could be a delay on the implementation of these programs. Um, moving on to the NDAA, the vote, um, the first vote before the veto, it passed the Senate and the House overwhelmingly. 
Now, if you haven't been listening and you're new and you don't know why it was vetoed, it was because he, because of the order of the change of the Confederate military bases, and as we mentioned earlier, the repeal of Section 230 of the 1996 Communication Decency Act. Uh, we explained both of these a while back. Bernie Sanders plans to hold up the NDAA vote. Uh, because he wants to ensure that the $2,000 stimulus is taken up. And because of that, at this time, the House is the only chamber to override the veto. Uh, you know, with Bernie Sanders holding things up, the Senate hasn't had a chance to vote on it. So that's all we have for that. I'm sure Monday morning there will be... Something new to be added to that. If not, I'm sure something will come up sooner rather than later. Now, with the end of the year fastly approaching, we have some tax information for you that you might want to um, review your tax obligations, especially if your income situation has changed. Some things for you to consider is if you got married, had a baby, you financed your house, pulled money out of your retirement account, and especially if you were on unemployment this year. All these things can change your tax bill. But Nick, there is this great withholding calculator on irs.gov. Yes, there is. So if you go to irs.gov and search tax withholding estimator, uh, you can then input your info and you'll have an idea of what your taxes will look like. This is free of charge. So, you know, I kind of like that. Um, so now everyone, they won't be having to stress about how much they had to pay in their taxes this way through the calculator. You'll have a general idea of. Yeah, it definitely gives you a sense of, I'd say, relief. You know, being someone that hasn't had to pay taxes to this point, I don't know for sure how the whole, you know, process is, how it feels and the stress that comes with it. But I can only imagine that something like this can only bring you at least somewhat of relief and makes it so you're not like, you know, rushing at the last moment to make sure you have everything correctly, you know, get put together and all of that. But that's all we have for that. But we move into, you know, an ever surviving topic on this show as unfortunate as it is, and that's COVID. Um, Joe Biden spoke Tuesday, and we have a clip of a bit of what he said then, so we'll roll that for you now. Trump administration's plan to distribute vaccines is falling behind, far behind. We might not see improvement until we're well into March. Hospitals are being stretched beyond capacity, and that's data before we see the impact of the cases coming from the recent holidays and this upcoming holiday of New Year's Eve. That the infections over the holidays will produce soaring cases counts in January and soaring death tolls into February. After he said this, the Pfizer vaccine, the first, second dose of, you know, because there's two doses of it, round two has officially started shipping out Wednesday, and the UK has approved a third vaccine. Now... We'd also like to bring up the fact that Congressman 
Luke Letlow passed away at the age of 41, um, and this was due to COVID. And he was going to be inaugurated this month, and he was from Louisiana. Um, there is a new strand in California and Colorado. There, um, some details on this new strain is it's 50% more infectious. It's not any more deadly than the original strain, but it does spread faster into more children than older people. On Wednesday, 3,900 people died. Experts say that there could be over 100,000 deaths within the next month. And more than 125,000 people were in the hospital for the first time. In Los Angeles, they are turning the gift shops in the hospital into treatment centers um, for COVID-19 because they are running out of space and they are running out of space quickly. That's all we have to say on COVID. Obviously, we don't like the fact that it has to be a running topic here, um, you know, just due to how tragic things continue to be. But it is important, but we don't want to stick around it any longer than we have to. But we get into, again, kind of a crazier side of news, and that's going back to the Christmas bombing. Um, if you don't remember, that was the bombing that took place in Nashville, Tennessee, 5.30 Christmas morning. The girlfriend of the bomber had actually warned the cops 16 months prior to this event uh, in August 2019 that he was making bombs in his RV. Uh, FBI had absolutely no records on this, you know, uh, on this report or on him even. After this report, though, local police did have him on file as someone to be suspicious of and someone to keep an eye on. Well, Nick, are you ready to get into some rapid news? All right, let's do this. Let's go as fast as humanly possible. All right, now let's just do that at a bit more normal of a pace. The government has decided drones can now fly at night and over people. Gilligan Island's actress Dawn Wells, who played the lovable castaway Marianne, has died at age 82 from COVID-19 complications. The office star Angela Kinsley has tested positive for COVID-19. And finally, in 20 states, Minimum wage will be increasing today. That is it for rapid news, Nick. Can you tell us some good news, please? All right. So I have a pretty crazy good news story for you all today. Down in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, there was a type of animal shelter slash youth program place. Um... That took care of 10 dogs and 6 cats. Well, this homeless man who stopped by the shelter quite often because they offered to shelter his dog a lot of the time, uh, he, was, he was walking there one morning 
and he noticed that the place was on fire. So he actually went in, pulled out all 10 dogs, all six cats, saved all of their lives. It was an electrical fire in the building. And if you don't know, electrical fires tend to spread pretty quickly. Um, but he managed to save all 16 animals. None of them were injured. They were all perfectly okay. Another homeless man was there at the time, too. They called 911 and got you know, firefighters to the location quickly. Um, and then there were other donations made afterwards to actually get this organization a completely new building uh, for them to run out of. So all the animals were kept safe thanks to this homeless man, and the program got a new building out of the whole thing. Holy crap, I'm trying to wrap my mind around that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a- Wow. All 16 animals saved. That's not an easy task. Especially with an electrical fire, because like I said, electrical fires can spread very, very quickly. And not only that, when fires, animals tend to get like scared and skittish and run. Oh, yeah. No, I, I wow. thought it was insane that he managed to get 16 out by himself, because the owner of the program, the owner of the building, was not around at the time. Wow, I'm trying to wrap my mind around that. That's crazy. Yeah, he, you know, of course, he's being called a hero around there right now, and then you can't blame him. You can't blame him for being called a hero at this point. Save 16 animals by himself. Wow. That's great. Well, Nick. It's the end of an episode. If you guys have a new story for us that you want us to cover, I'm sure you know by now, DM us on Twitter, and we'll be certain to talk about it Monday morning. But until then, make sure you follow us on all social media. The links are down in the show notes down below. We are always active over there. One of us always is. Oh, yeah. Uh, And we have live breaking news tweets over on the Blind Boys Politics account, so make sure you follow us over there. But until Monday morning, see ya. Bye, guys.